0: Welcome to the People Teaching People podcast. My name is Tiana Fesch. I'm a mom of three, an educator, a course development consultant, and a lifelong learner. Teaching and learning can take place anytime, anywhere, and in a multitude of ways. The range of knowledge and skills to teach and to learn about are truly limitless, but at the heart of all teaching and learning experiences are the people. The People Teaching People podcast is the place to talk about the who, what, when, where, why, and how of teaching and learning in a world where there is always more to discover. Education plays an important and integral role in all facets of our lives, how we work, do business, live, play, explore, and build relationships. Let's talk teaching and learning together. Welcome to the People Teaching People podcast. Joining me on the podcast is Kiki Lally. Kiki is the owner and creative director of Pinovate DIY Studio, an art school and event space for children and adults to create and connect. Pinnovate opened its doors in 2017 with the hopes of filling the existing gap in children's artistic programming in Calgary. Like many small businesses, Pinovate faced some big challenges in 2020 and had to face multiple studio closures. But with their small but mighty team, they began virtual events and classes and even started another business called DIY Delivery. This business ships ready-to-go DIY crafting kits across North America and recently began a DIY subscription service for all ages. Pinnovate has been featured in the Globe and Mail, the Creative Industries International Magazine, as well as countless other publications. Recently, they were recipients of the City of Calgary Access and Achievement Award, as well as the Between Friends Outstanding Contribution Award for their charitable local work throughout our city. Kihi has an amazing positive energy, which will leave you feeling like you should step outside of your comfort zone and try something new. You will listen and feel inspired to get creative. We chat about learning environments that foster creativity, building community and connection, universal design principles to improve access to creative opportunities for persons with disabilities. And so much more. All right. Thank you so much for joining me, Kiki. And to uh, start off today with our conversation, I would love to learn more about you and your story and the journey that led you to start Pinnovate DIY Studio. Um, so the
1: journey is actually quite funny. I call myself an accidental entrepreneur. I, uh, on my 40th birthday, I was, uh, just about to retire as a flight attendant. I worked for West for many years. Um, but I had a paint party in my house for my 40th birthday. That's when the rage was the wine and paint nights and things like that. And I realized the gap in Um, artistic programming for adults, for children, for creative outlets, for fun things to do with your friends. Um, So really the journey began from that night and kind of this obsession that was in my head that I realized there was, you know, every time I was going out with my friends, we were driving downtown and cabbing downtown. There was nothing fun and creative in our areas. So, um, you know, I wasn't an artist or naturally a crafty person, but I love those things and wanted to go somewhere to do those things. So, um, my business came from uh, a customer standpoint and something that I wanted, uh, in our communities.
0: And you made that happen, which is amazing we, with the, with the help of many others, but yes, we did. Yeah. It's, it's been quite the journey for sure. And these things often do take a village, but it's so fantastic that you had that idea and identifying that need for yourself and for others who are also looking for that and now you've got this amazing business today. I yeah, it is. It's been it's been quite the journey. You know, I loved looking on Pinterest and
1: finding all those cute things people make for their homes, but especially at that time I didn't have any of the materials or the resources or knew where to source things or how to make things. I wanted it to be as simple as possible. So I wanted to go somewhere, make something, have something beautiful in my home and call it a day and customize. I loved the custom pieces, you know, with your family names and things like that. Um, Cause you know, if you have a unique name, you're never going to find it on anything throughout your childhood. So um, yeah, we really, it really just came again from, you know, a customer standpoint and
0: and uh, finding something that didn't exist. Well I definitely feel you on not being able to find things with your name on it. So I'm I'm in that category as well. Yes you are. Yes you are. Now, the learning environment plays such a key role in the learning experience. And with intentionality, it can be a, a space where people feel safe and supported to learn something new and step outside of their comfort zones mm-hmm. and be inspired by their surroundings. So I'd love to hear how you and your team have created a joyful learning environment that helps people to accomplish their creative goals at Innovate. Um
1: I think when you do something you love that comes naturally and it comes easily um being able to hire incredibly talented people on our team having people that are truly passionate about the arts um you know having a livable wage that people can create a living and do what they want to do it it really plays a part into um the overall environment of the studio um I mean we always say no artwork is ever done here because we're constantly looking to improve, constantly looking to figure out what we can do better and create the best programming in the city. So truthfully, I think Tiana comes from the passion behind the scenes and, um, knowing what we're capable of, but also knowing that our studio is small enough still that we can do whatever we want essentially. You know, we can think outside the box. We, Being a small business, that's one of the, the, the few benefits is that, you know, you don't have... We are the, the deciders of, of what comes out, so.
0: Yeah, and it, and you're so right. It's so much the, the people within the space and all their creative energy and their ideas that takes a room and really makes it into something wonderful and amazing. So who are some of the people that you have, um, working as part of your team and how did the, they end up finding you? Oh my goodness.
1: We, well, our team, we've been very lucky. Our team is, you know, everything we are. Um, We have uh, a few of us that have been here pretty much since day one. We've hired uh, newer art graduates uh, who have grown with us through COVID and beyond, Um, but really creative, like-minded individuals. We have moms that work on our team. So we have that extra piece of the puzzle that I think a lot of businesses don't have when they're working with children, where we... um, not just the compassionate piece, but the understanding of, uh, as a parent, what you want, what programming you want for your children. And also, um, as children, you know, being, being parents, we can, we can kind of see the need for, uh, the compassion and the, and the love that a studio like this needs to bring to keep children engaged. Um, but yeah, we've got, uh, you know, Chrissy white, she was a, she is a photographer and then is just an insanely creative person. We have, uh, Robin Berry, she owns a, a maker shop, Kind Designs. Uh, she is like a, a creative genius and does lots of wood cutting and laser cutting. We've got, uh, like I said, Lena, Melissa, Jean-Vivre, they have art degrees and, uh, in fine arts. And uh, Melissa is from the University of Toronto Art Program and graduated from there. So a real mishmash. We also have students who uh, work on our team. Uh, assisting with the younger programming who were part of our team little littles art university so teenagers who are just passionate artists and get to have a job that pays them to work with kids doing arts and crafts so um you know it's been exciting to see uh the business grow and develop but also just the 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 way you can create jobs within create the creative space for people that appreciate that and want to do something they love
0: Yeah, they're passionate about the arts and love sharing that with other people. It sounds like you've built an incredible team at Pinavate. Yeah, we've been fortunate for sure. Yeah, for sure. So we've sort of alluded to this idea, but there is such a wonderful opportunity to build relationships in teaching and learning. So Mm -hmm. how does Pinavate bring together community, creativity, and connection as part of your studio?
1: So the thing with um arts tiana it's i liken it to things like sports or music it's such a universal language right it doesn't have barriers or the same um you know the same the same problems and connection that other other spaces might uh you know we have children here who have disabilities we have uh children here who are newcomers to canada who all get to be in the same creative space, doing the same projects and be able to have a communication, uh, have this language of love between themselves. So, um, you know, we're privileged enough to be in the Southeast of Calgary. Our community has been very supportive of us, Mahogany, Auburn Bay, Copperfield, all these areas, Mackenzie, um, who heard about us from day one and always supported us. But um, as we've grown, we're just seeing that the community is so much bigger than, than the physical community, right? Like the, the space it's, it's, uh, is so encompassing and inclusive of everything. And that's because it's an art space essentially, you know, it's yes, you foster a loving environment and try to create projects for all niches and ages and demographics and wants, but you also have the capability to do something for everybody that uh, doesn't have barriers the same way as other things do.
0: Yeah. And it's so it's so interesting how when you have sort of a project or a cre- creative pursuit that you're doing together, how that experience in itself really facilitates those meaningful connections among people.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, just the excitement of the look what I made. You know, we always say that, like the look what I made. You know, the minute you are proud of something you've created, you want to show it off to your partner, your friends, Your you want to hang it up in your house and all those little pieces. Um, it's It's such a... It's a joyful experience, but even just the, you know, the science of it, the endorphins it creates, the parts of your brains you use when you're being creative or painting or drawing or sculpting. Um, it's something I feel it's kind of been lost in uh, a generation previous. I feel like it's coming back, but there was this entire, you know, late 90s, early 2000s where just nobody really uh, focused on that at that point. It was very much about IT and the internet and a shift in in those things, whereas I, I love seeing... Um, the appreciation for the arts come back.
0: Yeah, no, I think it is such a great a great th- thing and such a great way for um people to be creative and and to connect with others. So, I saw that Pinavate has actually been formally recognized for accessibility and inclusivity, which is amazing. Um, so how has Pinnovate implemented universal design principles to improve access for people with disabilities? Um, it's It kind of began
1: during our COVID shutdowns. And um, it was really heartbreaking to see adults with disabilities at that time being so socially disconnected, um, even more so than most demographics. It was kind of an overlooked demographic um, because they may not necessarily have the capacity for online socialization. They may not have the fine motor skills to be able to do certain things that everybody is getting excited during about during COVID. So we started our, um, we reached out to the between friends organization and donated a bunch of uh, DIY kits essentially that were all materials and supplies included, but able to be created by a wide range of disability adults, Um, you know, simpler projects, that when assembled properly and easily uh, could really create something amazing and something they would be proud of, again, to build that confidence, to give them not just something to kill time, quote unquote, or, you know, an activity, but the whole combination of of, um, tying those artistic principles into into. Reaching a demographic that I feel like it gets overlooked many a time. So um, it kind of began there. And then obviously, we had a lot of charitable, we do do a lot of charitable initiatives with the Children's Hospital, with um, different SMA foundations, and, you know, throughout our city. We're, we're privileged and really um, fortunate to be able to give back it, essentially in an artistic way, whereas, there aren't a lot of studios that do what we do and have the capability to do what we do. So, um, you know, it kind of started there. And, and like I said, having a team that's always thinking and thinking, you know, if we, if we create this, you know, laser cut wood project, and all you have to do is, you know, paint it splotchy and it self the self adhesive will glue it onto another piece and create this gorgeous piece. You know, our, our team's always thinking of how, physical disability to adults or young children can really still participate and
0: get excited about the arts. So that's incredible. And it's so wonderful that there's that mindset amongst your team, just always looking for how could we do and um, make these projects accessible, accessible. So I really admire that in your business. Thank you. Thank you.
1: No, it's, it's been, uh, you know, it's always beautiful to get recognized for those things. But it also, it's funny, because it just uh, happens organically a lot of the time. I mean, we're surrounded by people from different backgrounds and different niches and different disability groups and different challenges in life. And to be able to be in a situation as a business to, to give back, we're, the, we're fortunate.
0: Well, that is amazing. And um, I, again, really admire that that's such an important piece of what uh, Pinnovate does. For sure. Thank you. Uh, So I was wondering for yourself personally, what are some of your favorite ways to be creative and what have you learned through your own creative experiences? Oh, goodness. Um, <laughs> well, I am, I'm creative,
1: but I'm not a crafter or an artist by any, any means. I don't hide it. I am, uh, the, you know, I am a great tester for projects here because if I can mess them up, anyone can mess them up. Uh, I don't like instructions. I'm i am creative in weird ways. I, I love cooking and uh, a good dinner party and having a, like I'm more that stream of creativity. I like thinking about, you know, I'm making my kids a little advent calendar, things like that. Um, I wish I was a home decorator or I could sketch beautifully. I have such an appreciation for people who can, who can sketch and oil paint. Um, but creativity wise, that's, that's really, I, I am, you know, I like plating good food. Like creativity is so much bigger than an art studio, but it's, it's funny because Um, That's how I get out my creativity is by, you know, making things pretty, basically.
0: Well, I have such a huge admiration for people who are crafty and creative and artistic. Oh, so do I. So do I. (laughs) And yeah, yeah. I absolutely do. It's
1: and and the thing about the crafty part. This is the one thing which is when we opened our business is literally anybody can be crafty and can put anything together. You just need to have the right instruction, the right materials. The rest of it's simple. It's always simple. And it looks so beautifully elaborate, whereas, you know, some of the arts, um, you know, take more practice. And even they are very achievable as long as you put in the work, right? But uh, yeah, I, I wish I was definitely more artistic.
0: Well, and I think for myself, I just am probably my own worst enemy. I think I probably just overthink it, right? And because I don't feel confident in my abilities, you kind of look around at what others are doing and you think, huh, yeah, it's just not you kind know, of my DNA. <laughs> it's, it's so true. And it's
1: so unfortunate yeah. because at some point in our teenagehood, we make these decisions and frame this story as to who we are. So either we're sporty or or we're artistic, or we're you know homebodies, or we 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 kind of build our own little boxes. And the thing with the arts and creativity is, you know, they say anyone can do it. It really is fact. You know, you take a class, you can learn absolutely anything. You can learn to sculpt clay. You can learn to oil paint. It is all learning. It is not even even if you're not artistic. Uh, creatively artistic in your mind. You don't know what to paint. I, I liken it to cooking. Anyone can follow a recipe and make a meal. Now, whether you enjoy it, it's a different thing, whether you're someone who can go in and just grab a bunch of ingredients and cook, those are all different levels. But, you know, people that think like, oh, I'm not artistic. I can't do it. I'm like, no, actually anybody
0: can do this. Right. So. Well, and, and in you saying that, I can see how the work that the amazing work that's happening at Pinnovate, uh, in part, helps people with their self-confidence, perhaps with cre- creativity and, and perhaps believing in their abilities mo- more and what's possible.
1: Oh, it's, it's so true because, you know, with children, they are such, uh, you know, you see it change through ages, but young kids they'll they'll try anything. They'll be proud of what they made. Um, you know, then you get to a little bit of an older age group and you see a little more, uh, they're a little more self-critical. Then you get to the teenagers who we do, Our classes for, and you'll see a few of them just picking themselves apart. And it's so heartbreaking because you're like, this is incredible work and you're doing this to yourself. And then there's adults that are the worst because adults think that they can't do anything. And that's what makes it so gratifying and amazing when you have, uh, you know, something as simple as a porch sign workshop and somebody comes in and literally it is painting, it is vinyl, it is peeling vinyl you can't mess it up. You can't mess up making a doormat. You can't mess up making a porch line, and to see their confidence boost the minute they make something out of their realm, it's it's amazing. It's incredible to watch it and to watch the evolution, especially in adults, because they we're we're the worst, we're our own worst
0: enemies a lot of the time. Yes, yes, we are. <laughs> yeah,
1: too yeah, much knowledge. I-
0: Oh my goodness. I actually took um at adult skating lessons and there were a couple of times. I did times- too. Did you? I did. Yes. Yep. And my kids came and watched a couple of my lessons and I thought to myself, you know, the number of times that I've watched them do their lessons mm-hmm. and the vulnerability and kind of nervousness that they would experience going out for the first time. It was all me. Like that was exactly how I felt. 100%. I- Oh, I remember coming off the ice and one of my kids was like, great job, mom. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, you know, but it's, but yeah, it's, you get nervous, you feel uncomfortable, but there is something about kind of stepping into that discomfort and doing something. And it was kind of fun to have the roles reversed in my kids. Absolutely. I started,
1: oh, totally. My kids, same thing. They all skate better than me. They ski better than me. They do all these things. And that was one one of the benefits of COVID is that I got out of my comfort zone. And I was like, I always wanted to skate with my kids. My kids are teenagers now and I can't skate with them. And I just, you know, and I thought, it's a skill. You go and you keep trying and eventually you get better at it. You know, that's how it works. And it's the same thing with, um, especially like artistic mediums, like learning to oil paint, learning to sketch, learning, you know, you come week after week and guess what? You get better at it. Um, whereas crafting is actually quite funny because anyone can craft like anybody can craft. You can make anything. It's not, you know, it may, there might be some fine details in how a project turns
0: out. But, um, what I love specifically about crafting is that a project always turns out. Yes. And then you have something beautiful at the end to share and show and display. So yeah, yeah. totally. Fantastic. So learning obviously is inevitable, especially as an entrepreneur. Yeah. So what have been some of the biggest challenges or a big challenge in your business as you continue to grow? And what have you learned from this or these experiences? Um,
1: every day is learning. I think, uh, as long as you are open to learning, you will learn, um, you know, being self-reflective, uh, admitting what you suck at, uh, picking up from failures essentially, and using them as, as fuel to learn. Um, you know, we've made a lot of mistakes in this business, especially, you know, we opened in 2017, it was a recession. We went through two years of shutdowns, uh, being in event space. Um, and, the growth through that and changing our business. Uh, We opened with the mindset that we were gonna be essentially a creative bar. That was the whole plan. We have a liquor license. And five years later, we are a children's event space. We have some of the best art classes in the city. We have children's birthday parties and camps. That is our focus. That is what we are passionate about. That's what we love. But being open to changing our minds and, and kind of going okay. This is what we like. This is what we're good at. And this is what we're going to focus on. Um, learning, to, learning from those mistakes, you know, and um, moving forward is basically, the learning is, is you know,
0: picking up from and, and taking all your lessons, really. Yeah and there there are definitely so many lessons along the way and that's such a great mindset to have because yes there are so many ups and downs on this entrepreneur journey. <laughs> yeah. There
1: there absolutely are and there's so much to know and you will never know it all but trying to know as much as you can and fixing where you screw up is is basically what it what it came down to for us. Um you know, we obviously we pivoted our business, we opened our DIY delivery business on the side. We did a lot of different things during the last few years. Um, but to get to a point where we've honed it in and we know what we love, we know what we're passionate about. We have a team that is on the same
0: page. It's, it's a great place to be for sure. That's so nice to hear. That's so great. Um, and I love your openness to learning. So that curiosity I'm sure just carries you through and getting that clarity and getting that understanding and having that growth.
1: Yeah. And surrounding yourself with people that are better than you at so many things, you know, like being transparent about what you're, you're good at and what you're not good at. Um, Because there's somebody else who's way better at parts of your job than you will ever be, right? Whether it's painting, whether it's facilitation, whether it's um, organization, doesn't matter what it is, but finding, uh, like I said, being self-reflective and finding your gaps and filling those with stronger people around you is, I think has been key to the entire
0: uh, business. Yeah, it takes a village.
1: Absolutely.
0: (laughs) 100%. 100%. So, I would love to know who is a favorite teacher or a favorite learning experience that you have had, and why does that person or experience stand out for you? Oh, wow. A favorite teacher or experience?
1: Um, Let me think about that one. I would say. I really, I'm learning every day. I'm surrounded by a lot of entrepreneurs. I always find nuggets in the most random conversations or in the most random places. Um, I think it's it's interesting where you learn from. We have uh, Taylor Odinsky. She's a local artist in the city, Tayski. She's done work for Amazon and Comic-Con, and she's incredible, um, totally self-taught artist. Um, but she does teach our teen art program, Uh, one or two months a year we have resident artists come into our studio who we work with to create the program for our teens so that they see that you can have a life in the arts and they learn different mediums so uh, when she first started teaching with us a couple years ago she is one of the best step-by-step painting instructors out there but she has incredible energy she brings something to the table that we took from the table because um she's very free-flowing but is so methodical in her teaching that we have used um, a lot of her ideas and, and implemented the style in our in our facilitation. Because we were noticing that when you learn from her, everyone's piece turns out absolutely perfect. Any age, doesn't matter. You know, she's probably the best step-by-step teacher in the city. So, I mean, just, again, just being open to looking around and going, wow, that person is doing it better than we're doing it. And why is that person doing it better than we're doing it? And how do we get to that level where i'm looking at her and thinking she's really good. So what can we do to work together to collaborate to get us all a little bit better, you know? So um yeah, so many people. I mean, when you say a single learning experience, holy moly. It's it's been 5 years of learning, really.
0: Yeah. So much learning along the way, but she sounds amazing. And you're so right. It's looking to those people and sort of tapping into what they have or asking them those questions or soaking it all in. Well, because the thing with the arts is there's a lot of amazing
1: artists out there, but how do you teach art? How do you teach someone else um, what you do at that level and to build their confidence and create a fun environment? You know, she does adult classes with us as well, like, you know, and six and eight week classes. And uh, to watch those adults leave our programming and go, that is, that's where I want to be. And, and being so proud of the pieces they're making, it's, it's, uh, it's everything. It's great. That's amazing.
0: Yeah. That is so incredible. Now, this is a big question, Uh-oh. but if you were to look back at your journey so far, what would be something that you are the most proud of?
1: Um, I would probably say uh, getting through the last couple of years. I think that's probably the most cliche answer you're hearing these days, but uh, it was a challenge. You know, we, you know, we haven't had any government assistance all year and we're still standing and um, still, you know, swimming upstream essentially uh, through the times. Um, getting through the last couple of years, is, it was challenging. Uh, flat out, we worked long hours. We pivoted our entire business to make it sustainable in any way. We were very supported by our community. Um, but flat out, yeah, proud of the team and proud of us kind of lasting, lasting through to this point. Um, you know, and and facing other challenges now, right? Like that's what it is. We're still at the, you know, everyone thinks COVID's over, but you're still going through business challenges. We're seeing a lot of small businesses close now. We had one of our neighbors shut down this week. So it's just, you know, it's heartbreaking to watch that happen and to be in a position where we're like, okay, we still, we're still here and we're still supported and we're still moving. And, you know, I think uh, as a team, definitely that would be our, our biggest, uh, our proudest accomplishment right now. That is a big one, a big one. And we were in the Globe and Mail, so that was kind of cool.
0: <laughs> okay. So now you have to tell me about that before we go on. No, that was, that was very cool. I was, you know, we were
1: across Canada and my family from Maritimes were calling us and going, are you, uh, you're in the Globe and Mail? I was like, I know I'm in the Globe and Mail. It's crazy. That was, that was pretty cool too. I'm not going to lie.
0: So can you tell me about the article?
1: Um, it was actually about pivoting your business during COVID. Um, okay. someone in Toronto had ordered a DIY delivery kit and sent it to someone who had sent it to a producer and, or an editor and a writer called us and said, we're doing, um, uh, an article on Business, small businesses that have had to change their their entire business. And that is essentially what we did during COVID. And uh, yeah, they interviewed us and talked about creating an online business and creating a different website and just starting from scratch to, to keep one business afloat.
0: Well, that's incredible. What yeah, it was an opportunity. Cool. <laughs> yeah, that's so neat. Yeah, I um, thought it was a prank call. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> those do come through from time to time. <laughs> they do, they do. Yeah, but that one was for real. That's amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, I have some rapid fire questions for you. Oh dear. Uh, okay. <clears throat> okay. What is something that you would love to learn about or something you would love to learn to do? Oh, so many things.
1: Um, I started golfing. I would love to be a better golfer. Uh, uh, simple things like that. I would love to, um, oh, geez. I would love to learn interior design. I would love to become more tech savvy. Uh, I could, the list could go on. I, it's a rapid fire, but yeah, there's too many things to start with.
0: I feel like you might be a lifelong learner. Yeah, I'd love to write a book. I'd have to become a good writer. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's great editors. If you've got great ideas, <laughs> there's people that can help you for sure. That's what oh, I need. I, I need someone to list. do the work for me. <laughs> I love your list. So, uh, as well, what is a place that is at the top of your travel bucket list? Oh, um,
1: it's probably South America. My husband wants to go. We plan to go a couple times, keeps falling through.
0: Anywhere in particular?
1: Uh, he wants to go to Peru. I want to go to Brazil. So all over, but yeah, Rio. Yeah. I want to go to Rio.
0: <laughs> what is a book, podcast, movie, or TV show that you have enjoyed recently? Um, I have been watching such garbage television lately. I'm not one to do it,
1: but I've been watching trash. Um, a podcast. I love smart list. It makes me laugh and brings me joy. Um, I like Diaries of CEO. I like yours. I like, if it's local, yours is great. I like Sarah Sociables. She has a good podcast just for things happening in the city. Um, and then TV. Oh God. I watched, um, Love is Blind lately. God, what waste of time that was. Um, just, watched, yeah, I've been watching coverage. I, garbage. It too. It's I can't, I don't want to watch it. I want to not watch it. I I don't want to watch it. And then I just binge it and I fast forward half of it just to get to the punchline. Yeah. 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 I watch a lot of sports. Okay. Yeah. I watch sports. I watch a lot of football and stuff. So.
0: Yeah. It's good. It's, it's okay to watch trash TV. I find sometimes. It's not such a waste of life.
1: Oh God. I never feel good. I never come. I never come out of that feeling good. This I is just me I, trying to
0: justify it, even for myself. No, I don't know justify it, Tiana. Don't <laughs> justify it. It's
1: terrible. I've actually, actually, we've started watching um, older, really good movies because my kids yeah. are teenagers now. Yeah. Um, we've been, I've been pulling out, you know, probably inappropriate for their age because they are. But uh, my kids watched, you know, uh, "Bend It Like Beckham" and something about Mary and like pulling out like the old comedies. I've been doing that lately with
0: our kids. We've been doing the same thing. We actually have a running list of movies that we've loved over the years that our kids, that's our family movie nights. So some of them I opt out of because they're not so much my jam and uh, like Predator and stuff. That's kind of more the boys night. Totally. um, Totally. Terminator. The Terminator Terminator, movies. Yeah. yeah, So funny. So fun. Yeah. Yeah. The old schools. It is. It's It's
1: really awesome to watch them watch what we watched um, in, you know, and, and be excited about it. And then they kind of look at it like some of it's appreciated and other parts are really lame. So, yeah. you know, and my kids are at an age where they're starting to appreciate inappropriate humor, which I very much appreciate. So yeah, yeah,
0: yeah it's a it's good, that, good time. It's that next stage, right? <laughs> <laughs> totally. It is a lot of fun. So uh, my last question of the rapid fire, the, the sort of rapid fire set. It's is- not rapid. It's not rapid. No, <laughs> I, like
1: I don't it. do anything rapid. Go ahead. That's
0: no problem. It 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 often doesn't work out that way. I need to change the name of this category of questions. <laughs> medium fire. Medium Medi- fire. Medium fire. Slow it's- slow bird. Yeah. <laughs> See, you've inspired a change or a shift. I'm going to sit down there and brainstorm go. after this.
1: Yeah, it's um, so bad.
0: If you could sit down and have a conversation with someone that you would love to learn from, who would it be and why? Oh, goodness. Um,
1: Some kind of entrepreneur, probably like an Oprah, somebody who came from nothing, built an empire and has purpose. Really, it's the it's the triple threat. It's a combination of that. You know, you work your you work your tail off, you made a difference and now you are enjoying your life. So
0: she would be a great person to talk to.
1: for Yeah, for sure.
0: Now education truly plays such an important and integral role in all facets of our lives, how we work and live and play and explore. Do you have any final thoughts or words of wisdom, uh, for our listeners about anything that might empower or support them in their own teaching and learning journeys?
1: Um, I would say just, you know, that kind of cliche, don't let yourself hold yourself back. Um, I think, like I said, we're our own worst enemies and and we think we can't do things that we're capable of. And, you know, you don't realize, you know, when you get to a certain age, I'm 46 and you don't realize that you still have half your life ahead of you to do whatever you want to do. You could, you know, I could, I could become a pro golfer. I could, I could learn to ski and skate and you, you know, I think as adults, we hold ourselves back at a certain point and at a certain age. So kind of delving into our, our childhood self and knowing that, the sky's still the limit, you know, we limit ourselves. So that would be, if I had any advice, that would be it. It's not to limit
0: yourself. That's such a nice way to wrap up our conversation today. Kiki, thank you so much for sharing your time and your story and your words of wisdom. If our listeners want to learn more about you and what you're up to, where are the best places to find you? Um, you can find us at pinnovate.ca. We're on Instagram.
1: We're on Facebook. Uh, we're also at DIY delivery on Instagram and Facebook. Um, our websites are all active. We had our first subscription box monthly going out
0: through DIY delivery. So yeah, lots of fun stuff, adult programs, everything's going on right now. Amazing. I'll make sure to share all that in the show notes. Um, and then I guess to the one other question before I let you go is what might be some upcoming events and things to keep an eye out for in January? In January, we have our Little Art University continuing. Uh, that
1: runs all the way through to June, ends with a year-end gala. We have four different programs for ages four all the way to 16. Um, and then we have adult programs. We have an adult watercolor class starting. Taylor Odinsky's here uh, for six weeks as well, teaching mixed media, Um we have an oil painting class. So lots of fun events, our camps, our classes. I mean, there's programming running all the time into the new year, all our PD day stuff. So yeah.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing all those exciting things coming up. And thank you again for joining me, Kiki. It was so lovely to connect with you and to learn from you. Oh, thank you
1: so much, Tiana. Thanks for having me and taking the time and creating the space for, you know, so many entrepreneurs and and other people to come on and share their stories. It's wonderful.
0: Thank you for listening to the People Teaching People podcast. I'm your host, Tiana Fesh. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook at Tiana Fesh and on my website, tianafesh.com. I would love it if you would subscribe to, rate, and review this podcast. Your feedback and support are so appreciated. See you next time where we will continue to explore all things teaching and learning together.